0: welcome back to episode 10 of live at 605 and we are back as usual from beautiful downtown toronto coming (laughs) to you live from club 605 and that voice you hear in the background is the returning guest the award winner herself val gomez
1: hello i was only laughing because i feel like we always use the adjective beautiful to describe downtown toronto which is accurate But uh, finally today, in like the last week or so, the sun has been out, so we can finally say uh, beautiful and sunny downtown Toronto.
0: I like that, and wherever people are listening from, I hope it's beautiful and sunny where they are, so (laughs) we're back again, this is episode 10, and like I was saying earlier, it's really exciting that I've made it this far, and there's only going to be two more episodes left after this for season one, not forever, there's still going to be, I'm going to break it up into seasons and just do probably 12 episode seasons. So like I said, we got this one, and then there's about two episodes left, and then I'm going to take a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a break, because i got some pretty interesting and cool episodes and guests coming up. So don't worry, guys. There's still going to be a few more episodes left before then. And I always uh, delay saying the sponsor. I feel like the sponsors, I always listen. They're always at the start of the show. So let me just get the sponsorship out of the way, and then we'll introduce the show and you, and we'll talk about what everything's going to be about this week. Cool. So this week's episode of Live at 605 is sponsored by people who go on vacation and tweet, Facebook, or text while they're away. <laughs> I don't know. I have a couple of different theories about this kind of thing. I think and you
1: can almost even extend that yeah. sponsorship to people who text and tweet during really large events, like being pregnant, right? Oh, yeah. It's I, like, why do you need to update Facebook when you're about to, like, burst?
0: There's one person I saw, and I think their Facebook was, like, oh, I'm now seven meters dilated or seven seven centimeters dilated. I'm like, I don't need to know that. And someone else is like, oh, I can see the head. It's crowning out of the vagina. I'm like, no, I don't need to see that. That's
1: so gross. It's also just like, um, wouldn't you want to enjoy this moment with like, or if you were actually having all this fun and it was a huge moment, wouldn't you not be tweeting about it? You'd just be basking in it?
0: Well, that's my thing. I feel like people who Facebook text, or tweet but specifically on vacation, they do that because they're not having fun. <laughs> and I'm not going to single anybody out, but I've seen a lot of people just do it in general, not just people I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it would be someone like, oh, you know, I'm in Bahamas. And I just went down a slide at the, you know, H- Atlantis. It's like, okay, <laughs> was guy. that us?
1: We did go to Bahamas and visit the <laughs> Atlantis, and you did go down a slide.
0: We did, but I was having so much fun. I don't, I don't even think I brought my phone on that, no. that those trips. <laughs> I've never once, while I was away, whether, whether, whether it was, you know, down south and like a tropical vacation. Mm-hmm. Or whether I was in Chicago, New York, or whatever, I've never tweeted about it or Facebook because I'm like, I'm here to have fun and enjoy yeah. my time. I feel like it's... which is
1: weird because we usually sometimes like Facebook check in when we're at like Burger Priest.
0: Yeah, but then, I mean <laughs> that's because I'm trying to you know show everyone that I'm eating a delicious burger. or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just think why you know, like when I go on vacation specifically like on a, a tropical one, I'm trying to get away from emails and computers and that's technology so right so like you and i are really good whenever we do go on vacation yeah. we're more at the pool or true. in the yeah. water or going on like excursions around mm-hmm. the island or drinking like we're not no. telling the world what we're doing
1: no that's what you come home and do
0: yeah and that's what <laughs> pictures are for and like yeah. i'll take pictures like oh yeah i'm i'm all for taking a lot of pictures and the when i went to new york in october with the guys i did bring my phone and i used it a lot Mm-hmm. but only to take pictures because I had the iPhone 5. Right. I wasn't taking a picture and, you know, tweeting about being like, oh, I'm at Times Square now. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I I think I've, when I got home, I posted a couple pictures on Facebook of us at Times Square, but yeah. not while we were at it because, you know, we were busy. Yeah. Well, we're such know, a, like
1: an online generation now. I just think like, I don't know, I'd almost l- – if I had to give a pick, I'd be like, okay, I'll give you a vacation, but can you not tweet while you're giving birth? I just think that's <laughs> disgusting. It's unhygienic. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, it's just weird. It's like I don't need a play-by-play.
0: Yeah. I've 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 had a few people like that and it's just like, yeah, keep the phone out of the delivery yeah. room. Keep it I was always under the impression you're not even supposed to have a cell phone on while you're at a hospital. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, maybe I don't know, maybe that's just an urban legend, but I always thought there were signs where it's like turn your cell phones off mm-hmm. or or for whatever reason.
1: Seriously. It's like if you're not supposed to keep your cell phones on in a theater, what <laughs> makes you think you can keep them on at a hospital?
0: Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that is, that is more disturbing. Okay. I think new sponsorship. I'm going to drop this sponsorship of people who tweet, text, and Facebook on vacation. Mm-hmm. This week is sponsored by people who tweet, text, and Facebook while giving birth or in a Ugh, delivery room.
1: So gross. And disrespectful to the occasion.
0: Yeah. And it's just like enjoy the the monumental day that is having a child. <laughs> And on that note, this week's episode is sponsored by people who tweet, text, and Facebook while in the delivery room, with an extra spice of on vacation. Okay, so that was our sponsorship for the week, and I want to get into. I'll tell everyone what this week's episode is about, but before we get into like the what this is about, I want to read some viewer mail. And there's a funny story that happened to you yesterday I want you to talk about. Mm-hmm. And a funny story that happened to me yesterday that we're also going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple more games we're going to play this week. So there's a lot. It's a jam-packed episode. Like I said, there's only two episodes left after this. So we got to put you know, as much punch into these episodes and just go out with a big bang. So we got a lot for people to listen to.
1: So wait, so what's the topic so people stay enticed for later?
0: Well, one of my favorite websites and one of your favorite websites to read during lunch at work mm-hmm. is a website called Complex. Yeah, yeah, And it's awesome. Complex, it's like, uh, it's a website where there's different, you know, they got a sports section, a music section, a pop culture section, a clothing section, and it's just like whatever is going on in those genres of mm-hmm. clothing, fashion, uh, music, television. And so they're really good. They always have like top 25 lists or top 10 lists whether it's, you know, uh, top 10 season finales of TV Mm -hmm. shows ever or top 25 best, you know, rap albums of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: I kind of like them because they also do, like, really salacious topics, like top 25 most whitewashed shows of all time or, like, top 50 um, actors who had to portray ethnic people before it was, like, socially responsible to have, like... Mm -hmm. A multicultural cast and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite websites to read while I'm at work because there's always just cool lists and they're always Mm -hmm. up to date on whatever news is going on. Mm -hmm. So, our episode is kind of like we're paying an homage to this website Mm -hmm. and all their lists. And we're going to do, it's all about television for us. And I've compiled and you've compiled a list of just different topics about television. I'll give you a couple, uh, I think it's
1: important to say too, like right now is such a great, I think we've said it before in previous podcasts. It's like right now is such a great time for television and like reviewing great shows that maybe paved the way. So,
0: yeah. So just a couple things we'll talk about, you know, we'll get into the stuff like guilty pleasure TV shows or best comedies or, you know, most underrated show, you know, Mm -hmm. best season finale. It's just, it's all kind of lists we're going to talk about. And then, Uh, it's a good thing people who are listening now can get in touch and they can tweet, Facebook, or email me as well, all this kind of stuff. So let me just get all that stuff out of the way. I'm saying stuff a lot. (laughs) If you want to get in contact, as always, you can tweet me. Just find me on Twitter at Malenkamp. You can go to the Facebook page, which is live at 605. Just search that. You can email me at live at 605 at gmail.com. And one more site, I want to start pushing it now because I haven't really talked about it that much, is my Podomatic website. And Podomatic is it's a really big place where everyone puts their podcasts. And I always upload my podcast to iTunes and Podomatic. And if you go to uh, live liveat605.podomatic.com, that's P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C, so that's liveat605.podomatic.com, you can go there, and what I've done is I've set up a button. I've set up a PayPal account because, like I said, I'm doing this for free, and I'm happy to put it out there, and I love podcasting. There's been such a great reception.
1: Yeah, you're like breaking top 20 now for comedy podcasts on iTunes.
0: Yeah, I was actually number 16 today, and this, this was a record-breaking week for me for top rankings and most downloads. And The thing is, the more popular you get, the more expensive things get and i have you know because you got to pay for bandwidth and this and that so obviously mm-hmm. the which more... we already
1: have done once yeah now.
0: <laughs> but the more people download the more it gets used up mm-hmm. and so like there's a lot of cool things i want to do like i'm going to be you know advertising a lot for season two with i'm going to be putting up stickers and posters all around the city we're going to buy you know t-shirts for people we'll do games like that where we give mm-hmm. out t-shirts to people who write in and it's just so we it's...
1: just wanted to make it a more like Live at 605 experience for listeners. Yeah. So they feel involved in it as well.
0: So if you guys like the podcast and you enjoy it and you want to help me out a little bit, go to the PodMac website. On the right hand side, you'll see a PayPal account. And if you want to, you can donate some money that'll help out for the podcast, whether it's $5, $2, 25 Mm cents, whether it's, you know, one cent. You don't like, I don't even care if you don't. I'm just here to, Mm -hmm. I just like doing this. But you know, a little bit of kickback helps me and helps this podcast. And and
1: you can write, like, comments and stuff, too, because it's like we're always interested in hearing, like, viewer feedback. If if this many people have downloaded and listened, I'd be curious to see if, if they agree or disagree with some of the exactly. rants or, like, yeah. your lists and stuff.
0: I got some good feedback this week. And before I read the feedback, there's uh, two mentions I want to make out this week, two cool things that happened. One was the return of my Ghana listener.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So checking my stats and checking the downloads, I noticed that I had someone from Ghana download an episode this week. And this is the second time I had one time per, or prior. I think it was like week three or four. Someone from Ghana downloaded an episode and then they went away and I kind of...
1: Oh no. I
0: mentioned like whoever's out there from Ghana... Email me or tweet me because I want to know who you are, how you found out, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And now they're back. Oh,
1: so crazy, cool.
0: So by you know, in case they're listening again, whoever you are in Ghana, I think that's really cool. It's such an like it's so far from downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone in Ghana, and I don't know. I just want to know how you heard about it. If you like the show, yeah. what you think about it. So if you're out there, either email me live at six oh five dot gmail dot com or you can tweet me at malenkamp. Mm-hmm. I want to know who you are and how you got this, and I think it's really cool.
1: Maybe they do podcasts too.
0: Yeah, and so. I'd love to hear your podcast. Yeah. And the other special mention I want to make uh, talk about is I got a lot of downloads this week from an area in Canada, Winnipeg. Oh. It was crazy. Like I've I've been getting people downloading all over like Canada and the U.S., but mm-hmm. this week specifically, I think I had close to 50 downloads just from Winnipeg
1: impressive
0: so i want to give a shout out to everyone in the peg we love winnipeg Mm -hmm. uh thank you for listening and i want to throw it out to you guys and can you email or tweet me and let me know how you found out about the show and and just you know what you think of it and maybe
1: they also had a beautiful and sunny week in winnipeg maybe they wanted a podcast to memorize maybe it's only
0: minus 20 there right now or something (laughs) so thanks again or
1: they recognize you're an Ottawa person and they want the Winnipeg Jets to kick the Suns' ass.
0: Maybe, yeah. There's a good chance Ottawa Senators and Winnipeg Jets are going to meet in the playoffs.
1: Exactly. They want they want to have some sort of tie with you for yeah. that.
0: Maybe, because we did do a podcast. We talked about going to the Suns' Jet game mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And oh, shit, remember? yeah. So maybe, I don't know if we are doing some advertising there, but maybe. maybe someone listened to it. But thanks to everyone in Winnipeg and everyone throughout Canada, the mm-hmm. U.S. Appreciate all the downloads. And I got some... Listener feedback this week, so let me get into that. Okay, so my first one I'm going to read is a tweet, and it's actually a pretty cool tweet that I had this week. Okay. So this one comes from the band Hey Champ. Ooh. Anyone who's a fan of the podcast who listened to episode one, Mm -hmm. you know that I mentioned Hey Champ as my band of the week for the very first episode. I love them. They're from Chicago. They make really cool music. Like, listen to the first episode. I talk all about them. I
1: still can't believe we missed that concert in Wicker Park, oh, in Chicago, yeah. by a day.
0: We were in Chicago a couple of years ago in Wicker Park during this cool music festival, and Hey Champ was playing. Like, they were headlining or something one of the nights. And it was the night that we just like were leaving. I think
1: it was leaving or like prior.
0: Yeah, we just missed it. So I've only seen Hey Champ once, open for The Sounds. You were with yeah. me. They blew me away, and I've been a fan ever since. So. Sorry.
1: Crazy cool.
0: I'm hoping that I can see them again. And they do a lot of DJing uh, sets. Not just ba- they, they don't just play concerts. They also mm-hmm. DJ a lot. So hopefully I can see these guys again. Super cool. But it's cool because they actually tweeted me this week. Oh. So let me read the tweets. And so it started with Hey Champ. They wrote, In 24 hours, our new song played at a Hawks game and on NPR. We've come a long way since the Gemini Club remix was used for porn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have... They're awesome. Hey, Champ's been putting out a lot of new music this year. Mm-hmm. They put out one of their songs, "Cliche," at the start of the year, which was awesome. Okay. And they put out another new song called "Comet," and I love that song. I love both the songs, right. but I think they're talking about how their new songs been getting played, you know, all over the place mm-hmm. now. And so I tweeted them back when I saw that, and I said, uh, "Hey, Champ." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna edit this part out, but that was really weird. I'm gonna leave this in. Okay. Hey, Champ. So I tweeted them. In response to that, and don't forget your biggest accomplishment, you were my band of the week on the first episode of Live at 605, available on iTunes.
1: Nice.
0: So I tweeted, I think this was like a Wednesday, and I'm at work, and I saw that I tweeted them, Mm -hmm. and then five minutes later, they tweeted back to me, and they said, how could we forget? Hashtag thanks. Hashtag sorry. Aww. So it was really cool that they actually tweeted me back. I and, like that. And you know what? Maybe they were in Winnipeg. Maybe they down. Maybe, maybe that they were the was ones who, what it was. Yeah, so it was really cool that they actually tweeted me back. And I hope that the guys maybe did listen to the first episode because mm-hmm. we love them and their music. Thanks again, guys, for tweeting me. And it's actually the second time hey Champ tweeted me. I remember, yeah. I tweeted them once a few months ago, and all I said was, Hey guys, love the the band. When can we expect new music? Mm-hmm. They wrote back, "Oh, there'll be some new tunes in the upcoming year." Love it, which was awesome. So I love these guys because they actually they do interact with fans, mm-hmm. and they you know that's it's one of the things I love about Twitter is you can talk to your favorite celebrities, which
1: is amazing that they actually take the time to respond. So it's like yeah. if you've tweeted like Escort and mm-hmm. Saint Lucia yeah. and Big Wreck and stuff now, so
0: it's funny. Even my sister Jen, she's on Twitter, and she tweeted Dean Cain once. You know, super, of Superman, of Superman <laughs> fame and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. And he actually tweeted her back. I think he was saying something because he used to be a football player. And he, No. Yeah, I think I think the story is – Like
1: been, a C-level football player?
0: No. If I remember correctly, because my sister was and I think still is obsessed with like Dean Kane and Superman. Yeah, he tweeted her back because she like – he said something about his football and she's like, oh, yeah, you were number – so-and-so when you played football, right? And he's like, yeah, I was. Glad you remembered. Smile or something. That is
1: amazing.
0: But I think the story was he was drafted in the NFL. Like he was a pretty good college football player. Okay. And I think he played. I don't. I can't believe I even know this. I think he played for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I think he played in the preseason. and He injured his knee, and it was like a career-ending injury. Weird. And so he got into acting through that. I think. Okay. But anyways, it's just cool that that's the one that my sister loved, mm-hmm. and he tweeted her back. It just it's like a feel good thing, right?
1: So random. Yeah, so maybe that's all he has to do these days. Maybe. <laughs> so shout out to
0: Dean, Cain and Dean Jen, Kane and Jen, my sister. Dean love
1: at six oh five tweet shout out. Next. Yeah,
0: Dean Kane, if you want to come on the podcast, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to tweet you this week. Actually, listen to this episode, and hopefully, we can do like a Skype call, and I can get you on the episode.
1: That's amazing.
0: So I got a couple more viewer feedbacks here. And this one comes from Beck. I'm assuming it's not Beck the musician. I was like, totally. Yeah, so this is from Beck, and he emailed me from beautiful San Jose, California. And he said, hey, John, is Chaboy real? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was when you were drunk and texted Dan.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so what he's referring to is episode 9 of Live at six oh five. And <laughs> I don't know if anyone listened to that episode. Well, there was. This was it was on this week, and I had recorded... Downloads, mm-hmm. Chiboy is my voiceover artist who play. Whenever we do a game, he's the one that introduces them. Like you know, he does the "Was it worth the hassle?" and mm-hmm. he's a really distinct voice where he yes. sounds like a chipmunk. Hey. But no, he does. Yeah, like a robotic chipmunk. A robotic chipmunk, yeah. And he's a really interesting guy. He likes to rap and he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can see where he comes off as maybe people think he's playing up a character. Yeah. But he's 100% real. He was in Club 605 a few weeks ago and recorded a podcast with me. Totes. And so, yes, back, if that is your real name. <laughs> Chaboy real. Next up, we have Richard, and he's from beautiful Riverside, California.
1: A lot of Cali places. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, shout out to Cali. There's been a lot of downloads from California. So, obviously, they're listening and they're writing in. So, I hope everyone That's- else... Like nice. I said, Winnipeg can write in because <laughs> shout out to everybody. Very cool. So Richard says, hey, John, loving the podcast. The episode with your two friends was hilarious. Wyclef sounded like a great concert. and I want to hear about your bad experiences. Also, I checked out St. Lucia based on your recommendation, and I love them. The song September is awesome. Later. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Thanks, Richard. That
1: was very fulfilled, that email.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, a lot of people, we got a lot of good feedback from the, I guess you could call it the drunk episode of Me, Dan, and Sean, (laughs) where we talked about concert experiences. I thought
1: it was hilarious. I listened to it actually commuting to work, and there were so many parts where I, like, burst out laughing between, like, the Boys Town Brew and, like just the different like concert stories like I love you, yours and Dan's passion about Wyclef and seeing them and Sean being like he's not a real musician or whatever <laughs> yeah. and then you're like hey Sean what's your favorite concert of all time he's like Wyclef <laughs> i like what the shit
0: <laughs> my favorite part was when Sean's describing us as like the three stooges <laughs> yeah. and Dan's like no we're not and he spills the beer and, Dan, and Sean's oh. like there you go <laughs> So uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna have those guys back on. I think it was so much fun, and people liked it so much. Just to build like the anticipation, I'm gonna leave our next episode for season two.
1: Ah, because you still have to do the bad ones.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna talk about all of our bad experiences. So fret not, people. Mm-hmm. The trio will be back of Boystown Brew, and we will be doing another podcast, and there will probably be a few drinks involved for that one. <laughs> and I'm glad you like Saint Lucia. That's awesome. They're Great awesome band. band. Yeah, so I'm glad you like the music recommendation. Okay, and last email comes from one of our regulars, actually. He's emailed before. This comes from Ben Elliott.
1: Aw, we love Ben Elliot
0: In beautiful Oakville, Ontario. <laughs> and he says, sign me up for the Boys Town Brew release party. Keep up the good work. I told my dad to listen. Aw, look at him. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. wonder yeah. how
1: old this Ben is then.
0: Hopefully old enough that he can come to a boys' town Seriously? for a release party. Okay. Because we do not encourage people under the age of 19 to drink beer. No. Let's just be clear. And I hope your dad listens. He sounds like a cool guy if you think he'd like it. Totally. So, so thank you, Ben, from beautiful Oakville, Ontario. So speaking of St. Lucia, there's a story I want you just to tell us before we get into this podcast. Yeah. You, uh, you've been really busy all week. You know, work's been killing us both, just super busy, and you've also had... Really big school assignments. Mm -hmm. So, you're pulling double duty work in school. And um, you had a pretty funny story yesterday about going to the bank. (laughs) And I was hoping you could maybe tell everyone about it because it just just made me laugh. And it mentions, it talks about the podcast and this and that, if you don't mind.
1: Okay. So, okay. So, where to start? Um, I'm doing a project. And one of the components of this project is to get a fictitious loan from a bank loan officer. I literally have to get them to void a personal line of credit and stipulate that it's like three shareholders, $65,000, etc. However, I've been in the bank now two days and luckily enough, the bank in the village that I go to, the people there are super nice and they're super approachable because they'll actually believe me and take me in when I tell them these really ridiculous stories. Thursday, I went in to meet with said loans officer and we got on really well, really good rapport, just became ridiculous. like to the point where people in neighboring offices thought I wasn't a real meeting. They just (laughs) thought we were shooting the shit. Um, And so that was really good. So I knew he had a good rapport. So follow-up, day two, I emailed loans officer um, an outline for what I wanted put in my loan. And so when I got to the bank for him to physically sign it and print it on uh, the bank uh, company stationery, just to make it look a little bit more legit, I get in and he's like super chill. And he has like... Um, his iTunes going in nice. the background and he's just like, come sit down. He's like, I'm done my shift essentially. You're my last person. And so we're shooting the shit and he's just like, how's work today? And I was like, work was good. I'm just a little tired. And then we just start talking about different things in general, <laughs> completely absurd from the uh, actual loan. So wherever I go, I try to, like, promote John's podcast in a very stealth way.
0: Well, let me just cut in one second. One of the things I hate doing, mm-hmm. it's, like, self-promotion, mm-hmm. you know? It's almost like networking, and it's I hate that kind of stuff. S-
1: same here for yeah. myself. Like, for, I would yeah. never promote myself. For
0: myself. I love promoting you and my friends and this and that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things, it's almost like, oh, I don't want to whore myself out there. <laughs> Even though, like, I got no problem doing it online because I do it a lot on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. but I hate just doing it in person. And it's weird. It's awkward. We were at the cake the other day <laughs> for no, dinner. I'll tell everybody. And we're getting the bill, and you're pay- we're paying for the bill, mm-hmm. and to the waitress, you're just like, "Yo, know, we're celebrating that John here, his podcast. It's so amazing this <laughs> week." And you just like, you're like, "Tell her about your podcast, John." I'm she like, seemed oh.
1: genuinely interested. She's she like, did. "What's it called?" And then she's like, "Live at six oh five. What it's about?" And like, yeah. She's like, oh, my boyfriend does, like, a nerd podcast mm-hmm. about, like, video gaming, which is, like, a huge niche market on podcasts. Yeah, right? no, I,
0: I know uh, those are huge. Like, I, I know a couple of people who do those things, mm-hmm. and so I just want to give a shout out to the very nice and awesome waitress from The K. Carol. Carol, she was fantastic, and I hope you're listening, mm-hmm. and I hope you like it, but it's just funny, because you always tell me stories about how you do promote the <laughs> podcast, I'm like, thank God, maybe this is where we're getting all the new listeners hey, from. Hey. So, I'm
1: sitting with said loan officer, and we're just shooting the shit, and... I was just talking about, like, different concerts and stuff going on. And he's a little, like, not a little bit. He's, like, probably um, near my eldest brother, Carl's age demographic. So, like, um, early 40s. And we're just totally, like, two peas in a pod shooting things about music. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, it's really cool. I was like, you should check out my boyfriend John's podcast live at 6.05 because he always does really cool new bands you should check out that are trending. <laughs> Can I
0: just say one thing? Yeah. <laughs> if anyone listened to episode, like one and two, and then they just put this one on randomly, we just spoiled that we got together. Oh, <laughs> oh no! In case anyone ever listened to it out of order. Oh, okay. <laughs> whoa, just, whoa,
1: spoiler alert. I'm guessing no
0: one would do that, that. <laughs> and I just, sorry, I, I, Busted up your whole story by okay. subtle. We're was pushing
1: funny. on our four year anniversary. Hoorah. Huh. What you want to call it? So I'm just telling him about live at six oh five. I was like, my boyfriend does this amazing podcast and I was like, it's really conversational and really approachable for any demographic. I was like, he always promotes like different bands. And then he's like, Oh, like what bands? And I was like, Okay, like escorts and so literally we're (laughs) in a bank it's still operating hours door is fully open because i'm a non-legit patron in there (laughs) and so i was like hey let's go check it out and so i literally first jack out my cell phone (laughs) put on john's podcast and the bank branch manager who's walking by comes in Enza and she's like what are you guys listening to and so we literally start playing the first episode of live at 605 relationships and so like we're all sitting (laughs) laughing at this as I'm trying to get my fictitious loan (laughs) signed and then he's like let's check out one of the songs that john suggests and so i was like okay check out escort on youtube but the first time we checked out i called them escorts which literally just brought up porn on
0: youtube oh, god and
1: then i was like oops i mean escort and so we played one of their songs and i was like oh this is amazing like disco reinvented music so we all just kind of start like dancing in the, in the office which is awesome, and then he's like, okay, give me another band John recommends, and I was like, oh, check out St. Lucia, and so we listened to September, and they really liked that, too, and they're like, oh, this is so interesting, and so they're (laughs) like, so why is it called Live at 6.05, and all this stuff, so we literally went into this, like, 20-minute diatribe about your podcast, and, like, how to check it out, and then I went even further, because, like, Um, my loans officer, who's super approachable, really awesome dude. I was like, he started telling me about like his personal life and like how he broke his knee and like his ex-girlfriend and stuff like that. Who was like nuts. And so I just thought like, oh my God, we're like, we're totally like, I could be friends with you tomorrow. Right. And so I was like, oh, I was like, John's really cool because he has such like a wide Variety of music he likes, and so he's like, "Oh, really? Like, you know, I watch BET all the time. Like, so does John." <laughs> you were telling
0: me this story yesterday, and twenty minutes before you got home, I was watching One O Six in Park on BET. So <laughs>
1: I was just like, you know, amongst like all like the hipster music we like, I'm like, we also go to like gangster rap concerts, oh, like Techline. Yeah. And so he's like, "Oh my God, really?" And then I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "John's really cool because I was like, he does stuff like hip hop karaoke in the city." And so he's like, oh, what does he perform? <laughs> and then I was like, it's really interesting because when we enter the venue, you wouldn't naturally think that John is the person who's going to go up and rap because he's like sitting in his urban outfitters, outfitters. like sweater and banana republic jeans, jeans. And then gets on stage and busts out like Tupac.
0: Tupac, I've done already Bastard, Snoop Dogg, yeah. Little Wayne.
1: So, And it's like brilliant when he's up there. So like literally I have like three bank managers, my loans <laughs> officer, all like – looking at John's podcast, right, it's literally selling it. We, like, checked out the Ox fan page, like, pretty much, like, three of John's recommendations. And then the guy's like, oh, this is interesting. What does John look like? And I was like, this is now getting creepy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I thought that was, like, there's way more to that story, but, it's yeah.
0: just It's funny because you'll make friends at, like, the oddest places. Like, <laughs> like, you made friends with this bank guy. And then we were talking about the keg earlier. There was this period of time when – Apparently we were just crazy. We went to the keg at least once a week for like two months, which
1: I don't even understand because even when we went on Thursday or whatever, it was like a hundred and twelve dollars. Yeah,
0: it's like, damn, this place ain't cheap. But we kept this period of time when we kept going every week. Mm-hmm. We made friends, especially you. Made friends with this one waiter guy. And he like gave you your email. He's like, oh, we're gonna have like, it's like I'm having a housewarming party or like a paint <laughs> party. He's like, come on over yeah. and. <laughs> And then, like, even we have a really good friend now at Acme Burger. Yeah. Oh, who, my God. He's getting married. He's getting couple... married, and you want to get him a wedding present. Yeah. So.
1: He's so lovely, and yeah. it's, like, it breaks my heart to see, like, when he, like, his family was sick and stuff. Yeah. So, I was just like, oh, I want to kind of send flowers. Yeah.
0: Everyone, check out Acme Burger on Church Street. It's fantastic. And the
1: people there are so lovely.
0: Yeah. So, it's just you always make friends with anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. So, it, I just thought that was a funny story. But I also
1: try and, like, because you're doing such great things with this podcast, and it's like legitimately getting traction mm-hmm. so i want people who like i see on a not a regular basis but people in our city because we talk about our city so much and like neighboring um areas and stuff to check yeah. it out
0: yeah what i'm trying to do with this podcast is my inspiration now for the podcast is another podcast called the black guy who tips ah. and i want it like he's number one pretty much like on Podomatic and. I think he's one of those guys who started off like me, just like out of, I think he still does it in like his house, mm-hmm. a Mike, and he's he's got like real sponsors who pay him a lot of money, and he's just like the biggest thing now. So I crept all the way up to number 16. He's number one or two every day. That's crazy. So I'm trying cool. to get to where he is, and we're following each other on Twitter. So shout out to the black guy who tips, love your podcast. And he does his podcast every day, and it's like ranges from an hour and a half to three hours. I mean, wow. makes me look lazy doing this once a week. Yeah. <laughs> So shout out to the black guy who tips. Okay. Let's get right into this week's podcast. And as I said earlier, this episode is inspired by the website complex.com. Also, one of my favorite websites to go check out when I'm bored at work on lunch or something like that. It's really cool. Same as me. And this is all about, uh, it's kind of like our lists of TV shows, ones that we love, ones that we hate, the characters. Just We both have different uh, topics we want to bring up and see what we think about each other's list. Mm-hmm. And I guess we might as well start by just talking about what our favorite shows of all time are. So, would you like to go first? Sure.
1: I guess in no real order, because I probably love each of these shows for different reasons. Yeah. Lost.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: Lost, especially when it was at its peak. And even when it wasn't, I would still tune in, like, Thursdays at 9 or Wednesdays at 9. You could not phone me, call me, text me, anything, because I was like had to be so involved in that show. And then as soon as it would end... I would either text my brothers, text you, yeah. go onto to the like, like nerd blogs and like, try <laughs> yeah. and figure out theories and stuff. Another show would be Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, I love it. Which
1: is amazing. Vince Gilligan, I think, is such a genius because it's such a interesting storyline. And I think mm-hmm. all the acting is really top-notch. So sad that it's a series finale this oh, summer. Oh, yeah. I can't
0: believe it's going to be done. <laughs> and
1: then my guilty pleasure, although I still think it's a really great show, is yeah. Gilmore Girls.
0: Yeah. You, well, it's one of those shows that I wouldn't necessarily... I would think of it as a girly girl show. But the episodes, I've seen a lot through you. Yeah. And I think it's really well written.
1: I'd always compare it to like my relationship with Beth, I guess, my sister-in-law. But it's also like I did a study on – you could profile any show you wanted to for one essay I had to write for my uh, screenwriting class in yeah. university in England. And I pr- uh, did the essay on Gilmore Girls, and for their 42-minute episode – Their script was 92 pages long as opposed to like a regular drama script, which would be like half of that, essentially, just because of how fast and how much their characters would have to speak. What about you?
0: Okay, so hands down, my favorite show of all time is Breaking Bad. Like, by far my favorite show. The writing is amazing. I think Bryan Cranston and Aaron Paul are unbelievable actors, especially with the scripts that they get. Like you said, Vince Gilligan, awesome showrunner. He's the one who created it. I just love that every episode is so suspenseful. Mm-hmm. The other reason why I love it is because as sad as it is that they're ending on season five, I'm happy they're ending it on season five mm-hmm. because it's not going to go nine seasons and be really shitty for three totally. up seasons. So they have it. They're going to end on a high mark, which there hasn't been any drop off on any of the seasons. They just mm-hmm. each one's as good as the last one. I agree. The only one funny thing, though, about this show is... As much as I love it, it has one of the characters that I hate the most out of any show, and that's Skylar. I hate Skylar. I'm a part of a Facebook group called the I Hate Skylar (laughs) Facebook group, but I think that's just a mark of a good actor or actress. The best comment I ever saw on the I Hate Skylar Facebook page, and Mm -hmm. if there's any kids listening, cover your ears, was Skylar, you're such a cunt. Why can't oh. you let Walt cook? <laughs> oh,
1: no. You should have said Val cover here. You. Sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the best. Everyone's just like, Skylar, let Walt cook. <laughs> Don't you know? She
1: is such a bitch. I love it because we always say, like, AMC has the worst housewives Oh, ever. yeah, like ever. Betty
0: from Mad Men.
1: Betty.
0: Even, like, Skylar. The, the Lori
1: from Walking, Walking, Walking
0: Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. So glad when she got killed. Spoiler <laughs> alert. We should say this, too, to anyone who's listening. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, we'll try not to do too or many spoilers. Or any
1: shows, like, too many spoilers. Yeah,
0: but if we're going to talk about a big plot line, we'll say spoiler alert, and then fast forward 20 seconds. But keep listening. Do not stop listening. I also love Lost. Mm-hmm. Exact same reasons as you. You know, I kind of fell off. Some seasons weren't always the greatest. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But it was just amazing to think how many main characters were on that show. It wasn't, like, five main characters. There was, what, like, close to almost 20 20. who all had really big parts Mm -hmm. and all their backstories the fact that they could keep them straight and they're all interconnected like everyone kind of knew them but they didn't know each other and it's just like
1: like how crazy would it be like you're a writer so it's like how crazy would it be to sit in that story room where you have to crisscross all those story arcs
0: yeah and i just really like the diversity of the show too Mm -hmm. it must have been one of the first or one of the only main you know network televisions it was on abc Mm -hmm. Who had wasn't all just white people or black Brown people, people or black people. But yeah. they had like uh, Saeed was Iraqi, Iraqi Korean. Korean. It's just and they were all major roles. Mm-hmm. So I really just liked that. It was you know, instead of seeing all these gringos like I was saying earlier. <laughs> <laughs> my all time probably favorite comedy. I think sorry, yeah. I think
1: my favorite one of my favorite moments was when Zeke came out and he was gay. <laughs> and it was just like – it was so unexpected because I don't think at, to that point they ever had a homosexual character no. on Lost. But then it was like so surprising like when you saw him in his real story and it yeah. was just like he was with Michael and yeah. he ended up being gay and it was just like, whoa, did well, he have tendencies? Like did we see it before? Because then you would go back and rewatch the show well, to if, see if that – if yeah. that was true.
0: And if you remember correctly, I think it was uh, when they first – the others first captured like Kate and all them. Mm-hmm. And Kate's taking a shower, and Zeke's there, and, he, and she's like, Don't look at me, or whatever. And he's yeah. like, Trust me, sweetie, you're not my type. See,
1: but it's like at the time when you saw you're that like, episode, you wouldn't think of like, it. It's like,
0: Oh, okay, he's in the blonde or yeah. something.
1: And so. I
0: know he's in the jack.
1: <laughs> but I think that's like a mark of really good writing, too, because it's like story arcs that come back. Like, clearly they kind of fell off for the season finale. Yeah. Or series finale. But yeah, we'll talk about that
0: later. Yeah. The other one of the best. Uh, just speaking of Lost right now, on Saturday Night Live, I saw an old episode that Jack was on, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Fox, Fox. Mm-hmm. and one of the best sketches was he was playing himself and he goes into an elevator, okay. and there's like five people in the elevator, and all the first thing anyone says is the lady, she's just like, uh, it's purgatory. Oh. <laughs> so the idea was he's in an elevator and people are just blurring out what they think Lost the is. Theories, yeah. And one guy's like, they're all dead and this and that. And it's just him being like, ah, I can't tell you.
1: Well, it's so stressful. It's yeah. like, I remember like- All the theories. All the theories going on to like the Lostpedia websites and stuff. Yeah. It's just, we'll talk about it later. Clearly Lost, I think Lost was one of the, like, if not the only show that commanded a social media base so well. Yeah. It was like driven by like audience members, like- I know the writers kind of joked about it. It was like, you guys can steer the show. But I've never seen a show command so much online attention as Lost did.
0: One of the first podcasts I ever listened to was a Lost fan podcast mm-hmm. because they talked about you know theories and this and that. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to see what other people think because there's so much. Uh, my favorite comedy of all time, this one rivals, almost rivals Breaking Bad for my favorite show of all time. Okay. But it fell off just because of how long it went. Okay. It's Scrubs.
1: Such a good series
0: amazing show the only downside it had was it went i think nine seasons and then they, and then they did a med school season with
1: james franco's brother
0: yeah <laughs> it went on a little too long for me but i just love like zach braff is one of my favorite actors in general i love that he's a writer and he can direct and act mm-hmm. i just thought that show was really re- really well written and they did an amazing job of mixing comedy with drama
1: in a 30 minute show nonetheless yeah.
0: And it was, like, one of the first shows when we started dating. I'm like, you got to watch this show. It's so funny. It's so good. It's, like, so underrated.
1: I think it was really cool because even when I was living in England for a short stint for school, my friends there, Henry and Paul, tried to introduce me to that show as well. And I was like, no, I do not want to watch this show. It looks stupid. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, really impressive writing and, like, great character
0: yeah it's funny I was listening to uh, a podcast with Dr. Drew mm-hmm. actually I listened to an old episode of Loveline which is his and Adam Krola's like relationship radio mm-hmm. show and they had John C. McGinley on the oh, episode cool. okay. and Dr. Drew studies like Scrubs is my favorite medical show because out of all the medical shows they're the ones that get it right when it comes to actual like medical procedures and stories Interesting. so he said it's the most medical accurate show out there over like ER, Grey's Anatomy, like whatever the that's the medical. Crazy. Sh- so it's like, oh that's a really cool thing. So I know Scrubs, they brought in actual like this the character JD is based on an actual real uh, physician. physician mm-hmm. And he come in, they have like a lot of medical people who kind of you know, they give them the real terms and they tell them all the crazy stories that happen. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. And definitely check out the first five seasons of Scrubs are amazing. Season five is my all time favorite, so I highly recommend it. If you guys want to borrow a DVD, come over to Club 605 and you can borrow one.
1: On um, It's interesting because here's where we differ from Complex. On Complex, which I thought you would, might have said, the top-rated drama on their series of all time was The Wire.
0: Yes, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because I have a category that's most overrated shows oh okay and so uh wire i
1: definitely have some to add on
0: there yeah wire i love to death but we're gonna get to that a little bit later okay i have one more favorite show i want to say shoot so this is a show it's called the brendan leonard show and this was a show that is a it was a really big inspiration just to me growing up so basically the idea was it was a reality show on the family network okay and it came out when i was 19 years old it was basically this kid brendan leonard it was him and like his group of friends and they shot it themselves and Mm -hmm. it's just like almost a sketch comedy show oh interesting but they just shot it like at brennan leonard's house and they just did all these ridiculous wacky sketches but it was just none of them were actors they were just real kids no they were from chicago okay i think brennan leonard's dad mike leonard was on like good morning america like he was a really big broadcaster okay and so like growing up they always filmed stuff right and so it just kind of inspired me as like a guy growing up being like Oh, you can just grab your home video camera and film stuff with your idiot friends. Yeah. I'll try – I'll post some of their uh, sketches like uh, from YouTube on Facebook because mm-hmm. it was just some of the funniest stuff I ever watched. And it was – they didn't have writers. It was just them, the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And they were all 19 – I think they were all the same age as me and it was just the funniest thing. And I remember watching it all summer long.
1: Was it only one season then?
0: Sad thing, one season and it was shot over summer and they filmed, I think, close to 40 episodes. Wow. So just think about that. Uh, like a four-month period, these guys shooting and editing all themselves. They didn't have anyone out like from Hollywood. It was all done by like Brendan Leonard and his whole family. They were all like uh, uh, like filmers. Or mm, production f- crew? Filmmaker and stuff. Yeah, and it was all like his brother-in-law helped like do sound this and that. It was That's just... really
1: impressive.
0: The other cool thing and it's kind of – I pay homage to it, too, is he always had his Band of the Week.
1: Oh, is that where that came from, then?
0: So, and his Band of the Week, whoever it was, was the music for the episode. Very cool. And so this is what got me into indie music. This mm-hmm. was a little bit before Garden State. Okay. So, Brendan Leonard got me into groups, like, Built to Spill, mm-hmm. was one of their bands of the Week. Modest Mouse, I think, may have been on. but just Super cool. Really inspired me to listen to that music and get into, like, that brand of comedy, and it's just... I'm actually friends with Brendan Leonard on Facebook.
1: What's he doing now then?
0: He is I think he does stuff like he's a correspondent for I don't know if it's online or mm-hmm. I know he still continues to do this stuff. Okay. But the thing is a lot of his other friends aren't actors like they went into like they went all into college and they did whatever their field yeah. is. So it was just a really cool show and if anyone I'm sure some people probably have watched it before. Only one season. You can't even get it on DVD, but you can look for it on YouTube. Okay. And it's just – it's a really funny show, and it still kind of holds up today, so. Very cool. Let's get into this. We talked about our favorite shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Should we talk about most frustrating shows?
1: Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll let you do yours first. have to think about my list because I feel like you would already know your pick.
0: Okay. I got three. Okay. And these are three shows that I love that just really frustrated me. Okay. I'll say my three, and then we can maybe talk about them after. So first one, Lost. Yes. Obviously. Cool. Second one, Prison Break.
1: (laughs) I'll never know how it ends.
0: (laughs) And the third one is The O.C.
1: Oh, I agree. Okay, I might keep the same list as yours unless I think of something else. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's start. uh, Let's do Lost last. We just talked about it. So let's start with The O.C. The O.C. came out again. It's almost like the Brandon Leonard show. The O.C. came out when I was at my tail end of high school. Like Hmm. everyone knows what The O.C. is about, right? And I love the first two seasons. Like I remember. I
1: even give you the first three.
0: First, yeah, the third one kind of tailed off when Volchok came in and Marissa started going to public school (laughs) and that johnny (gasps) Johnny. guy fell off the cliff and
1: then chili from sons of Anarchy.
0: chili yeah i love chili yeah uh, but the first two seasons i remember i watched season one Mm -hmm. and it was amazing and then season two came on and i was back in ottawa uh for like christmas break from college okay and i was hanging out with matt i'm like matt we have to watch the season premiere of the oc because this is before pvrs yeah he's like the oc isn't that some girl show i'm like trust me we have to watch this yeah He watched the season two premiere. He's like, oh my God, I got to go buy season one.
1: Is that that what the season with Oliver?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, season one's Oliver. Yeah. Oh, okay. Season two is, how did season one end? I don't even remember, but I just remember me and like Matt and I got hooked on it. We watched Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But then when you got to season three, I still like season three, but it tailed off. Marissa died and then season four was just god awful. When Ryan's a cage fighter, oh that was just weird, yeah. And like Seth and Summer, like she's in school and she's she's like like an oatmeal, an oatmeal feminist who's like all about nature and this. And it was so bad that Seth's a stoner. That's that's the other thing. I started laughing. It's just like they make this big deal of him smoking like two joints. Mm -hmm. It's just like trust me, he's not doing cocaine. He lives in the OC. He's fine. So that just kind of like season four got really frustrating. And I stopped watching it all together. That's fair. I, I don't know. Is that how do you feel about?
1: I stopped watching it like same as you. Like I remember always coming home from like high school, university and like all of us like pulling together to like watch the OC and it was like a huge thing. We're like, oh, my God, is Oliver going to shoot himself and whatever. Such great writing. Then exactly the same. For me, I trailed off after season three. Yeah. It's one of those shows where you can, like, watch an episode. Like, they always do marathons on much music. Mm -hmm. And if it's on, I might give it a chance. But Didn't you used to do,
0: like... Episodic promos. For yeah, that show. I had to
1: recut all the episodics for Omni when I was there. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm hooked right again. And yeah. then I won the box set of them.
0: Back when I was a coordinator, uh, City uh, City used to air City TV used to air the OC like one o'clock during the weekdays. Mm-hmm. We all had TVs on our desks. We had to watch, make sure the promos were all airing correctly. And me and Ferris, we've talked about before, we used to sit next to each other. And we used to always watch the OC at 1 (laughs) o'clock. And we would just quote everything that happened because she was just as big a fan as I was. So good. And, like, Michelle would always laugh at us because I I would always quote, like, Summer. And she would always quote Seth. It was just really weird. (laughs) Prison Break, for those of you who haven't watched it, is about a guy who gets locked up and his brother thinks he's innocent. So he gets arrested, goes to jail, and decides to break him out of jail.
1: How does he do it, though?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I won't give that away. Oh, okay. Anyways, this was one of those shows where season one was so amazing. Like, whoever hasn't watched it, the idea was Michael Schofield, the guy who goes to jail to try and break his brother out, gets a whole a whole body tattoo which just had like blueprints of to the, the prison. And that was another show with like amazing characters, really well written, yeah, suspense. Like every week you're just like, oh my god, what's going to happen next?
1: Was that show only supposed to go one season though, or two?
0: No, I see. I don't. I don't know how long we're supposed to go. All I know is, I'm like, they can only really do two seasons. One where they try to break out, and then two when they break out. Yeah. And season one is all about them trying to break out. They break out in the season one finale. Season two is all about them being on the run. Okay. Amazing. You and I watched the first two seasons. Yeah. I watched. I've watched all the show before I got you into it. Mm-hmm. Season three. The idea is he gets caught in, like, Panama City, and he goes back to jail, but this time he's in a jail he's not familiar with.
1: Jesus.
0: And it just got so bad. How many seasons did they have in total? They went four seasons, and in the fourth season, they're not even in a prison, and they're (laughs) almost working for, like, a government agency. What? And they have to, like, collect, like, computer chips or something. link the sink? Yeah, link the sink. What? It's so bad that in season three, one of the main characters has her head chopped off Okay. and then it turns out she didn't have her head chopped off. She comes back to life or something. And I just, I remember we watched the season two and you loved it and you're like, oh, I got to watch season three. I'm like, yeah. trust me, it's awful in season four. It's just, you can't even watch it. Yeah. But I feel like I should still try and get season three for you just so we can watch just it. Just so I can, can see it. I mean, there are good elements of season three, but season four just goes off the railing. Like I said, they're not in jail and they all work together for like the government. It's just awful. <laughs> and Lost, lost? Ugh lost another one of those shows the first three seasons unbelievably amazing yeah uh I haven't watched in a while, so I'm still trying to remember season f- four and f- was still pretty good I think
1: season four and it was like season five and six they just i think they just didn't know how to answer the show, which really pissed me off It was
0: just such an epic show that there's there was no right way to. To do it, I get to end it. Maybe, but I think
1: it was like for everybody. Like we're not gonna say how it ends. Yeah, just because. To
0: be honest, I've watched. I don't even know how it ends. But it was so frustrating.
1: <laughs> it's like you've dedicated six years of your life to the show, and it's such an like an influential show in the way it's written and like, um, like the, just their story arcs and stuff. And so when they got to the final season, you could clearly tell as a viewer they didn't know where to go, right? And it was just like. The storyline yeah. seemed fickle, like, they didn't keep you captivated as much as they used to in, like, the first three. Like, yeah. everything seemed tight in the first three seasons, and then it kind of, like, started dwindling and falling apart, and characters popped up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, they brought, like, even the last season, they brought back, like, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, not to give anything away, I'm sure most people watch the show, but he's one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dies, and he started popping back in. I'm like, they're only bringing him in because people miss him. Right, right. Uh, and I remember the last season, they dedicated like a whole show to the man in black and the man in white. Yeah. And nothing really got answered. And I'm like, you waste. I think it was like the fourth last episode. I'm like, you're wasting an episode that told nothing, us nothing. Means
1: nothing. And then it was like the statue, and what does that mean? And then yeah. like the John Lennon guy with oh, the pool, yeah. and like Saeed being tossed into there with like the other dude who had yeah. the baseball, and all this stuff. It was just like, it just felt unnecessary. And then when you finally get to the final episode you're just like well that was anticlimactic
0: and i mean it was one of those shows it actually brought families together because we went to your brother carl's house and it was Mm -hmm. you me carl brandon uh beth Beth. was like everyone went over to their house to watch the finale it was like a big event and i remember like even i think one of their neighbors came over yeah and we're like watching lost totally but you know i just remembered uh the man in white and the men in black that's what they were called right the man in white was Jacob. on... Jacob. He was on Dexter. He yeah. was the guy who beat up Rita. Yeah. Her husband. I remember the other guy, the man in black or whatever.
1: Isn't he in Sons?
0: Yeah, he's in Sons. He's Jimmy, the Scottish guy, Whoa, the Irish guy. Oh,
1: weird. Okay. I, I
0: just re- realized that yeah. thinking about that now. So Same. So a cu- couple other shows that we love. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just... I mean, definitely watch Lost.
1: I would watch it again. If nothing else, like, it's always interesting to go through. Like, you got me the box set for Christmas one year and it's one of those shows where just the way it's, like, how he said, like, the stuff with Zeke and different characters, like, to go back and figure out all the plot lines when they were tight. Mm-hmm. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, Penny,
1: sure. the constant episodes oh, so good. Oh, my God. Good.
0: Yeah, when they're on, they're on. Like, when their yeah. episodes were good. JJ
1: it... was at his peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was just – oh, man. It's such a love-hate relationship. Definitely love more than hate. Yeah. And we got to go back and – like, we were watching every episode, but we got to go back and watch, like, the last two seasons, like, over a week, I think, and just – I think maybe it might change our minds a bit. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, is there anything else you want to add to this list, or Um, does that pretty much cover it for you?
1: I think for me, I also trailed off with – I'll talk about this later, too, but Party of Five was – I thought was a really influential series, like – just the way it was written, like the demographics at the time, it was like Beverly Hills 90210 was really big, Melrose Place, and then Party of Five is really cool, Matthew Fox again. Yep. And then that story just got really fickle and weird towards the end, but the first, again, three seasons were super tight. Okay. So that just – yeah, that show bothered me a little because oh. even right now I own the first three seasons and I love them. Oh, yeah? But yeah.
0: Cool. Okay, next up in the category, and I'll let you choose the category after this one, I'll say mm-hmm. this, is what show – went on too long.
1: There's a couple for me. Yep. Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like that. And I only I didn't watch Sex in the City when it was like all the craze. I only started watching it like after when it became like uh Cosmo TV's like big push. Mm -hmm. So even that I just found weird. And again those characters just went to Paris because they didn't know what to do. Yeah that's true. Right? Um I definitely think Friends went on too long. Yep. And that was like a great influential show when it started. Again she went to Paris. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> right. right.
0: It's with all these sad, rich, when you white don't know, women.
1: When you don't know where to go in a story on television, you go to Paris. Honestly,
0: first world problems. Like, boo-hoo. I'm, like, the most gorgeous woman living in New York. And yeah. only, like, my best friend loves me. Let me go to New York. It's like, totally. Or let me go to Paris. Like, let let fuck me go to
1: Paris. Off. I definitely think Lost went on too long. I thought if they ended in four seasons, it would have been super solid. Yeah. And to an extent, I feel like Dawson's Creek. <laughs> and I love that show. I feel like they could have ended it after first year university. But they went on really long. And then... it. They had to do that thing where they jump five years into the future.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, as much as it pains me to say Scrubs went on too long for oh, my yeah. liking, one of those shows, if they only went six seasons, it would be my all-time favorite show. Now it's number two next to Breaking Bad. Uh, they went nine seasons and then a season all about, like, med school. Mm-hmm. The only one thing I do respect, uh, the creator of that, Michael Lawrence, who also created Spin City, uh, Cougar Town, he's, like, a really big uh, showrunner mm-hmm. in uh, Hollywood, he said, he's like, oh, he gets a lot of flack over the last couple seasons of Scrubs because like, it fell off and Zach yeah. Brack left, this and that. And he's just like, to be honest, guys, he's like, I love my crew. and He's like, if I could get them another years of work for another season, he's like, I wanted to make sure that they got paid and That's got to sweet. work. So I'm like, I respect that. Yeah. But I'm like, it just went too long and everything. Uh, Prison Break, as we mentioned, if uh, the season two finale, and so, it was such a good episode and it could have ended as a finale. I don't want to give it away, but they could have wrapped it up nicely on a boat. Right. But then he Schofield got caught again. And the way it could have ended was like he got reunited with uh, the chick, the, the doctor. Doctor, Laurie. And they're on a boat, and they have all the money, and then he gets caught. And like they could have just ended this amazing, but obviously you know, Fox wanted the show to keep going. Yeah. And the other show that's going on too long, which is still on the air now, mm-hmm. Dexter.
1: Oh, yeah. Dexter.
0: Another, if Dexter only went four seasons... It would probably be another one of my top shows ever.
1: I think it's so silly with Dexter, though, because it, last season was – okay, the last – this past season was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, just because, like, obviously finding out Dexter's true identity and stuff. Yeah. But the previous two were horrible. Everything after the Trinity Killer
0: yeah. was, it was just – Lumen and –
1: Lumen and the evangelist person. Yeah.
0: And- Yes, the first four Colin scenes, Hanks. Colin Hanks. Yeah, when Colin Hanks is, like, the main villain, it's like, you're not scaring anybody. Like, go get a tan Aww. first.
1: I did find him, like, pretty, like, ridiculous. And, like, the father from Selena.
0: J- James, almost, or yeah. what's his name? <laughs> yeah. Dexter, like, I think the episode, the season four finale with the Trinity Killer, I won't give it away if you haven't watched it, goes down as one of my favorite, all-time favorite finales. Mm-hmm. Just the amount of suspense and dra- drama nonstop, but... I feel like they had like okay, I got four. They they had four seasons planned out, and then like okay, season five, let's just do this. Season six, I guess we'll do that. Uh-huh. And I think so. They're going on to season eight. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the last season. Okay. I hope so because I mean we we still watch it. It's just it's hard to believe that eight seasons in and this serial killer hasn't been caught by anyone. Like he hasn't been put away. And he's actually killed all these people, and like no one's ever. There was one episode where he's in a university chasing someone with an axe. And I'm like, where the fuck are the cameras? Seriously. How did no so one pick silly. this up?
1: And it was like that opportunity where Deborah had the chance to like go behind <sighs> the curtain and she didn't.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm going to let you go because I respect you. I'm like, go find out who it is. And then when she's like, I love my brother, it's like, fuck Ew.
1: off. Whatever.
0: Okay, one of the biggest hit games we had was, uh, it was called Can I Get an AdLib? Where you're trying oh, to guess God. the rapper's ad lib. <laughs> yeah. I have a new one, and it's called Name That Nickname. Name That Nickname. Wow. Okay, so Name That Nickname is exactly what it sounds like. It's where I'm going to give you a rapper's nickname, and you have to tell me which rapper that is. Okay. Because I just love that rap music. Everyone has different nicknames. Like I, I wish rock music would do that. Yeah. Or I guess they kind of do like Ziggy Stardust and whatever. Wasn't
1: like Garth Brooks become like...
0: Oh, he was like Joe, Joe Black. Joe Gaines or, or yeah. something. But rappers have the best nicknames, so... I'll start off with a couple of easy ones that you're going to get. We'll and, see. Uh, so, this one you should get because I've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. But who is Little Tunchi? Little Wayne. Little Wayne. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and that's how it is. I'm just going to say someone's nickname and you tell me who you think it is. Okay. Next up, we have you might be able to get this one Sir Lucius Leftfoot. CeeLo. Close. Not CeeLo. He kind of is in the same. He's done songs with CeeLo. Rick Ross. Rick Ross, no. He's not Rick Ross. He, I'll give you a clue. He is a member of a rap group from Atlanta.
1: This will not help me at all. Is
0: it either Andre 3000 or Big Boy? Big Boy. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's another one. Who is the Teflon Don? <laughs> I will repeat. Who is, think about it, the Teflon Don? You said his name earlier. That'll give you a clue. Zero. No, <laughs> think fat rapper Rick Ross. Rick Ross, the boss. Yeah. He he named one of his albums the Teflon Don.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay.
0: Now staying in the Don status. Okay. Who is the Louis Vuitton Don?
1: That's a real nickname.
0: Uh yeah, he's used it in songs before. He's
1: so he's a trendy person. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's one of the biggest rappers out right now. Kanye. I'm Con the Louis Vuitton Don, but my mom a person. Now she's Louis Vuitton mom. You are correct. Is it? Yeah, funny it was.
1: I was like staring at you like vacantly. I was like, impressed I
0: it. just rapped that song too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he called himself the Louis Vuitton Don uh, on a few songs. Okay. So I thought that was pretty funny. Next up, who is the Verbal Herman Monster? It's going to get a little bit trickier from now on.
1: Oh my God, like it wasn't tricky already. <laughs> the uh,
0: Verbal Herman Monster. Is
1: it somebody who raps really fast then?
0: No, it's someone who raps with a really distinct voice. A really, a really deep voice. Tech-9? No, he... His nickname is Tech-Nina. nina <laughs> <Tech-a-nina>. <laughs> uh, You have s- technically seen him in concert. Dre? You saw Dr. Dre in concert? For the Up and Smoke. No. Uh, <laughs> you saw him with me in concert, technically. He's very tall. I think- Charlie too? Charlie yeah. Tuna, yes. He goes by the, well, it's the Verbal Herman Monster. And that's <laughs> of how Jurassic you're
1: 5 at. fame.
0: Apparently, they're playing Coachella together. They broke up, but Jurassic 5 got back together. So I love
1: that Charlie Tuna gave you a shout out.
0: Yeah, he said, he's like, oh, I thought you were going to be a really bad rapper, but you're actually pretty good. <laughs> when I did Little Wayne's Go DJ at Hip Hop Karaoke about three years ago. Nice. Okay, next up, who is Pretty Boy Flocka? Waka Flacca. Very good guess. And I was wrong because I used to think that was Waka of Flocka of Flame. Yeah. But it is not. But is I give it? you bonus bonus points. It is either, let me think, it's either uh, B.O.B. or ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Yeah, he's Pretty Boy Flocka. Weird. It is. He calls himself the Pretty Boy. <laughs> he's not pretty. <laughs> no, he isn't. He's got gold grills and everything. Okay, <laughs> I got one more for you. What? This is probably my favorite nickname of all time. Okay. And I think you might actually be able to get this one. It's really ridiculous, though. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Big Baby Jesus.
1: (laughs) Notorious B.I.G.?
0: That's a good guess. He is a big baby. Um, Big pun? No. Big Baby Jesus. I'll give you another clue. Yeah. He he raps for the kids. (laughs) Big Baby Jesus. He also... (laughs) He was part of a legendary rap group. Wu-Tang? Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Capadonna.
0: Capadonna. No. <laughs> who's Capadonna? Cap- how do
1: you not have rap knowledge? He's part of Wu Tang Clan.
0: You know what? We haven't Flash brought
1: this. Ghostface Killer. We
0: haven't brought this back since like episode two or three. But that was a valid point. Girl, you know that's a valid point. You just, so you're still
1: thinking about who's in Wu Tang Clan.
0: No, you just schooled me. I think it is like Capadonna or something like that. Is it? Not not Big Baby Jesus. Oh, no, I definitely is, yeah. know
1: Capadonna's in Wu-Tang Clan.
0: There you go. Bitch, please. I'll give you another clue. Um, he's dead. And he died swallowing a bag of, like, cocaine and pills. But he from Wu-Tang Clan. Who's dead from Wu-Tang? Oh,
1: my God. Now I don't know.
0: Big Baby Jesus. He raps for the kids.
1: <laughs> Tell me.
0: It is. I'll give you a clue. I did this song at hip-hop karaoke. Tupac. <laughs> he was... <laughs> So you school me with Capadonna, but you think Tupac's in Wu Tang Clan. He likes it raw. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. I don't know. He also has your money. Baby, I got your money. Who does that song? I Big heard Baby that. G's. O.D. Old Dirty
1: Bastard.
0: That was I'm probably sorry. the craziest 45 <laughs> seconds of my life right there. I'm sorry. That's how you play Name That Nickname. <laughs>
1: Name That Nickname.
0: Do you want to do one of your lists now?
1: Sure. Um, What do you feel was a really awkward character introduction in a series? Like it just didn't work <laughs> and then they had to like... Bow them out, or they stayed on, and it just made the series weird.
0: I have two for you. Okay. First one is on Entourage. Okay. Do you remember the character Dom?
1: Is that that guy who came back from prison? Yeah, totally. he totally.
0: <laughs> yeah, from what I was reading was the idea was Dom was actually supposed to be a new member of the Entourage, mm-hmm. but people disliked him so much that he was only in two episodes, and I hated him. But the funny thing is. After watching Entourage, I went back and watched shows like The Wire. Okay. And he's in The Wire. He Is he a a real,
1: like, a big character?
0: Oh, yeah. He's a really big character. And he plays pretty much, like, the same character as Dom, like, the Dom jock type of thing. Okay. But I'm like, oh, he's actually, I think he's been on a couple other HBO shows. So I think a lot of those people all work together. Okay. But, yeah, he was only in two episodes. And he kind of came in. I'm like, I just don't like this guy. Yeah. And clearly no one else did. And he was gone in two episodes. So... The other person I was going to say who made an awkward entrance was Tori from Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. The chick with the leather jacket. jacket. Because if you remember, it basically went like, in the last season, episodes with like Kelly and everybody there, Mm -hmm. and then it just went to like six episodes where there was no Kelly and I think no Mm Jesse, but Tori was there. Okay. And then like the last three episodes, she's gone and Kelly Kapowski and Jesse come back in. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this, like, butch, macho, Tori who, like, Zach falls for, their so leather jacket? Weird. So I thought that was, like, an awkward one. Uh, <laughs> I think those are the two I have. Who do you have?
1: Um, I actually don't remember their names, even though we just spoke about them, like, right before we started the podcast. Again, on Lost, those brother and sister with <sighs> the jewels. Or Nikki boyfriend. And Paulo, and, yeah, Nikki and Paolo. pretended
0: to be brother and sister, but yeah, they were, like... And she was an actress or something. That
1: was like the dumbest storyline that got killed in one episode.
0: That was another one where they were supposed to be full time members of the cast, but the audience hated them so much mm-hmm. that they got written out.
1: I think th- it, they were just awkward. I hated them, and I think that guy's like on something now we watch too, which is weird.
0: Yeah, he looks familiar.
1: Um, I also thought an awkward cast member. Oh, fuck, what show is it? Okay, we'll come back to it. You go to a question. I can't okay. remember now.
0: So the next one I have is what show do you wish was still on tv right now i only have one uh and it's flight of the concords
1: oh yeah
0: one of those shows they only went two seasons mm-hmm. and i love it because they actually ended after season two because they said we can't top the show no. so that even mm-hmm. though hbo really pressured them being like we want you to come back mm-hmm. but brett and jermaine actually said like you know it, it takes so much because they actually write the scripts and all the music, mm-hmm. and they're putting out so much content. It's just like, yeah, it's it could go from being an amazing show to being really shitty if they kept going on. Right. But I wish they were still out there because I love that show.
1: So good. I,
0: I heard, though, that they're going to be making a movie of Flight of the Concords. Smart. So that's, I'm so
1: jealous because you introduced me to Flight of the Concords and I love the show now. Um, but my friends, Miranda and Alistair went to see them in concert oh, and so they were like, cause they were like all my friends, like yeah. from my high school, uh, crew, they're such avid lovers of Flight of the Concords that I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. They've totally jumped on that bandwagon too late. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you, is there a show that you wish was still on? Like Gilmore Girls? Uh, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I think, I think Gilmore Girls also went somewhat long, but, um, mine would be Carnival. You, oh, have you ever seen that HBO show?
0: I actually, for whatever reason, about three weeks ago, I watched a trailer for it. It's about like the traveling circus, mm-hmm. is it?
1: It's so quirky and eccentric and yeah. weird. And like HBO is like so great for spinning out series like that. Um, I just think they got cut too short and the same with Firefly, which is such like a cult classic. I
0: don't, I think it's from you and all your friends. You guys always talk about Firefly. Mm-hmm. I, think they talk I got about, into
1: it because of Alistair.
0: Yeah, I think they talk about it on Community a lot too.
1: It's such like a nerd like BSG following, but like
0: what is it about like time travel or mm-hmm. something? And
1: so like I can't remember the main guy in it. He's in like every show now on C T V okay. Um But it's such like a cool concept. It only went one season. But definitely check out Firefly. Um if you're into like Battlestar Galactica kind okay, of stuff. Never mind then. Oh no, no no. Or like um sliders. Oh, like I like that. sliders. Sliders, Remember right?
0: that there's that voiceover after like every commercial. Sliders,
1: <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. It's just a really great show, or series rather, or serie. Okay,
0: cool, cool. I like it. We're doing like rapid fire right now, where it's just like let's bang these ones out. Do it up. My next one is: What show did you love like growing up, but now it doesn't it doesn't hold up? So, what show did you used <laughs> to watch? My example, which pains me to say, is Chappelle's Show. Oh, okay. Which It came out when I was in college, and everybody watched that show because it was so big. On just like everyone, I was really into like hip hop. I think back in like 2003 or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's just like Chappelle's show was the funniest sketch show on TV at the time. All right, and I loved it to death. I bought it all on DVD. I went back recently, like I said, this show came out I think about 10 years ago. I think it was 2003. Okay, and if you remember, that was another show where comedy central after season two wanted to pay dave Chappelle like 50 million dollars to do more seasons right and he went crazy and like moved to africa because he i think it was again he's like fly the concord he's like i don't know if i can top this yeah all the there's so much pressure yeah but i go back now and i've watched some of the sketches and they don't quite hold up this is me personally yeah i mean the charlie murphy stories about like prince and mm-hmm. uh, and all that they they're still pretty funny
1: I only used to watch them at Lillian's house because Richard and Alan used to love it and quote it all the time. Oh, really? So, like, I never even watched it when it was in its heyday, I don't think.
0: Yeah, it just pain. Like, I still watch it, but um, that's me.
1: For me, I have a couple. Okay. One is Friends. Like, mm-hmm. I can watch certain episodes of Friends and i like, oh, my God, this is so funny and it's great. But if, like, my friend Fer or our friend Ferris can watch, like, marathons of it, yeah. it actually annoys me to some degree. When I watch, like, certain seasons of that show. And then another one would be, uh, this just sounds weird and ridiculous, but because of Dan, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um,
1: the dinosaur Jurassic equivalent of Family Matters.
0: Oh, my God. And we went back and, because Dan bought it on Dan DVD. Dan bought it
1: on DVD. And, like, all three of us were watching it one day. Because we also all grew up watching it on, yeah. like, TGIF, I guess. For sure. And... I never realized how sexist. Oh,
0: my God. Jurassically
1: racist. Yeah. I guess. And how like out of date. The graphics and stuff were for even that time it seemed like yeah, really ridiculous.
0: Incredibly sexy You go go back and watch the first episode and he's yelling at his wife for not making him dinner and
1: It's so bad. And
0: they're making fun of like other species being like, They're not as good as our species. Like it was almost like a you know, a white on black thing.
1: Totally weird. That's
0: hilarious. I forgot about that.
1: Um so that show just like we couldn't even get through one episode. It was so awkward. It was so
0: bad. <laughs> But on a side note, one mm-hmm. of the shows that I used to watch as a kid that Dan and I went back and watched and bought was ALF. Oh,
1: God. I hate that show.
0: is 10 times better now because I didn't get the jokes when I was younger. Okay. And ALF is like a misogynistic, cigarette smoking, beer drinking, like he slapping <laughs> girls on the ass. And yeah. I'm just like, ALF is hilarious. Oh, my God. If you go on YouTube and look up ALF says the N-word, <laughs> you can see. I, yeah, I don't... He, no. <laughs> he's also racist because there's clips of like the the puppet guy saying the n word is Alf.
1: I don't want to see these things.
0: No, it's pretty bad.
1: Okay. What show? I don't know if this is more me because I have like older brothers. Like you only have Jen and she's not that much older than you. Yeah. What show from a different generation do you like watching now?
0: Ooh, that's tough. Let me think about it, and you tell me yours. I'll tell
1: you mine. Okay. So my brother. Brandon came home because in university, he used to have VHS tapes of different strokes. Nice. And I'd never seen the show before. Obviously, I knew like the whole Willis thing and Arnold and whatever. I have never seen a funnier premise to a show. (laughs) The writing is so ridiculous. Okay. And like, I love it. Brandon had it on VHS and I think we had three tapes of it for like seasons one and two, but then we ended up buying it on DVD. Like when we were just like, oh no, we need to watch this religiously and we'd come home me my dad and him and Carl would watch it together so it was like family viewing from like in 2000 but of like an 80s show I guess or late 70s show and as the years progressed you can literally see Arnold starting to like lose his cute factor and become like robotic looking okay but I still love it today like I could watch the show on CTS all the time
0: okay I have two shows I just remembered and these are like uh really big generation gaps so the first one I remember when I was a kid, probably like seven or eight years old, me and my sisters and my mom and dad would always watch the Lawrence Welk show. <laughs> Do you know what this is? No. I know of it, okay. but I've never seen it. It's like a variety show from probably like the 60s or something. And it's okay. just like – and it used to always air on TV as repeats. and It's just like almost like Dean Martin era where it's just like, and now to the stage, let's welcome, you know, Jed and his sister. Yeah. And it would be like just a segment of people dancing and people listening to music and singing music. And we used to always just watch it because – it's something that my mom grew up watching with uh my aunt janet and, and uh, my grandmother and all that okay so we used to always watch that because i was like so young and she's like it's family time right mm-hmm. the other one which is kind of funny is golden girls
1: i love golden girls
0: i only watched it because i think like my mom and my grandmother used to watch it yeah but now i look back now i'm like those bitches were crazy like <laughs> i shouldn't have been watching that show when i look back i'm like they're all just trying to get laid right it's isn't so that the true. idea yeah,
1: like Blanche, Yeah, Um, I think like my favorite memory of Golden Girls was when I was too young to go out like on a Saturday night. My brothers were out and my parents and I were home and they'd be like, it was a treat when we'd order in dinner. So like we'd get like, swiss chalet or like, like, I didn't grow up eating like a lot of McDonald's and stuff. So we'd get like McDonald's or something and we'd watch Who's the Boss back to back with Golden Girls (laughs) on like Saturday nights together, which was like a huge (laughs) treat. So Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: have a two category question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. What TV show went from hit to shit for you? And what show went from shit to hit? So, like, what show did you love that you hated? I guess we kind of touched on that a bit. Mm-hmm. And then what show did you hate that you ended up kind of liking? My examples are from shit to hit was The Big Bang Theory.
1: I still hate it. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was just like you. I used to never watch it. Yeah. I thought it was just dumb. And I remember my dad watched an episode with me once. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is just awful. But then I started just... Watching it for whatever reason, being bored, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, Sheldon's kind of funny. I like Raj. I like uh, the other little guy. Yeah. I hate Leonard. I think he's awful. But I'm like, okay, it's you just watch it pretty much for Sheldon because he's so outrageous. Totally. Uh, so that was one of the shows that just I, I used to hate, but now it's like one. It's even one of my guilty pleasures. Okay. Shows that went from hits to shit to me. We talked about Dexter, Prison Break, uh, and O.C. But one of the other ones, sadly, was The Office. Oh, yeah. So amazing. And then it just kind of fell off because it went too long. The
1: American Office.
0: The American Office. I never watched The British Show. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) And like Steve Carell left, and it was just kind of. They're coming to an end. I wouldn't mind watching like that season series finale, even though I haven't watched it in about three seasons. Mm -hmm. But that was an example of a show that's just like, oh, it sucks. My
1: example of a series that went from shit to hit for me. Um, which is still going, like, The Office, um, is a new girl. Yeah. Uh, Just because when I first started, I was like, oh, she and him were, like, super huge. They are still pretty big. Deschanel is like, oh, just kind of came out, like, mainstream hardcore. So it's like they concentrated so much on her and her, like, quirkiness and her singing, and they never gave the other three actors any time of day, like, or any credible scenes. But now in season two they each divide the episode really fairly and they've like toned down jess's like or zoe Deschanel's character a lot more so it's actually really funny writing for people in their 30s i guess
0: yeah i remember you started watching it and i was like oh like you said i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't want to watch zoe Deschanel, even though i do like she and him too she's too quirky yeah i love that show now and i just recently watched all of season one and i'm caught up with you on, on season two I think the writing is really smart. I think Zoe Deschanel is really good in it now, too. Mm-hmm. But Schmidt and uh, Nick. Nick are just hilarious. And I think Schmidt, for me right now, is one of my favorite comedy characters on TV. Just the things he, like the lines he pulls off. Certain actors, I feel like if they said some of the things he said, it would come off as dumb. Or, like, like,
1: crass, like, super cr- yeah. offensive. But,
0: like, when he, like, acts all gangster, I'm like, it's actually genuinely funny because I feel like that's him in real life, too.
1: hmm Another actor who was on Gilmore Girls.
0: Oh, really? Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I like that.
1: One other series for me, I don't know, like, I'm still going to watch it, but it's kind of become, like, a jerk-off series, I find, is Girls. Yeah. Uh, um, I watched it, like, season one, I thought it was hilariously funny, and even though it was, like, a 20-something... Sex in the City ripoff. I think with ugly people. With ugly people and I could give a miss to seeing L- Lena Lena Dunham. Yeah. Um naked. Like <laughs> just like there must be something to be said like okay, clearly I live in a superficial world where it's like I only need to see pretty people naked, but um <laughs> I found like season 2 was just such I don't know, it was like the hype was done and it's like I'm over you now and like it was such long prophetic huge story arcs and like they did these things where it almost felt like pocket monologue episodes where they just concentrate on one actor Mm -hmm. storyline and they were so far-fetched it's like "Mm, hello you are like unemployed 20 year old and you have a two-bedroom apartment in In the city City. come the fuck on right and it's like a 20 year old and he just quit the show actually Um, i read that yeah charlie did you like him i did like him i loved his little scruffy beard uh charlie quit the show and it was like oh i'm a 20 year old ceo of like an like an online um, tablet app it's like come the fuck on (laughs) no you're not
0: (laughs) i just don't like like with this generation of girls is like spawning in real life because mm-hmm. do you remember when we went out for your birthday and when we were in acme burger
1: oh god those yeah.
0: girls i had to sass yeah it was you me Alistair, and kate at like after your birthday we're in yeah we're in an acme burger at like three in the morning mm-hmm. and i think like we were all just having fun it was your birthday and we we're wearing like hats or whatever to say like oh it's your birthday and then these girls were sitting in the booth next to us and they started like sassing us or something being like oh, what are you wearing on your head? You look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I think I stood up. And I was just like, listen, Leah, Leah Dunham from Girls. Like, calm yourself. Because they're all dressed like, like, oh, woe is me. I'm a poor, rich 20-year-old with yeah. like a, a, a scarf or something. i like, get off your high horse, Leah Dunham, and your saggy, ugly tits. Like, <laughs> yeah. calm yourself.
1: Um, Another show. Okay, so I can't think of a show right now that went from hit to shit. Yeah. But I guess it would be, like, the same as, like, The O.C.'s, yeah. Party of Fives, Ghost Rider. Ghost Word. <laughs> yeah. So those ones. Okay, so a large part of Live at 605 is obviously catered to music because music is such an important part of your life in my life. What show do you feel almost like the soundtrack of that series stood out a lot to you so that you literally went and purchased it?
0: Three shows stand out to me. Okay. Probably, Probably the first one would be The O.C.,
1: Oh, so not just for Phantom Planet. No,
0: not just Phantom Planet. They introduced me to Rooney. Mm-hmm. They had the Killers were first on there. Mm-hmm. I think the Shins were on there. Mm-hmm. I remember the OC was after every episode, I had to go to their website and look up like music played on the OC. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, you know, like uh, Mazzy Star mm-hmm. and just they were really good with the music. Okay, uh, it was just kind of captured who I was at the time. Getting mm-hmm. into like it was around the time of Garden State, so that's when like indie music was big, like Seth Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie I got into because of, of these guys. Totally. So I loved their music was good. And they always had really cool covers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, another show was Entourage.
1: Oh, very cool.
0: They're the ones who got me into Chester French, who okay. I've mentioned as one of my bands of the week. First time I ever heard Phoenix was ah. on Entourage. First time I heard Foster the People was on Entourage.
1: That's like a while ago, which is weird yeah. because I thought like Foster the People would have just come out like a few years ago now. No.
0: Pumped Up Kicks was on an episode of Entourage and it didn't get big, the song, until about a year later. Okay. After Entourage, Entourage aired it. So they always had really cool, whether it was like rap music mm-hmm. or cool indie bands like Chester French, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I really love their soundtrack. I, I went to their website to check out the music. Mm-hmm. And the third show is Scrubs. Okay. Again, uh, Zach... I can Br- see that. Zach Braff kind of put, like, some of his indie touch. Like, again, the shins were really big mm-hmm. on uh, Scrubs. There's a lot of bands I just discovered through that show. So Very what about, cool. what about you?
1: One of my shows would be... Um, this is kicking it back again, but I already mentioned it, was Party of Five. Yeah. And it was just because, like, obviously, like, we were only, like, six and seven when yeah. the 90s started. But when you started watching Party of Five... They literally pulled together at really um, pivotal moments of like certain scenes, like quintessential 90s bands. So like Nirvana and Counting cool. Crows and Radiohead, um, Soundgarden and stuff. And it's like I don't find like those kinds of like artists are featured anymore in certain series. So I thought that was really interesting. They had like Sophie B. Hawkins and stuff. That's Damn, so, I wish I was your lover.
0: That's really, really weird that you just said that because on this week's episode of Community that I watched today, yeah. they're having a Sadie's Hawkins dance. Really? And Britta, the one character, she's kind of like a feminist. She's like, I don't like, you know, that you're making that. Women can only choose to take a guy to dance one time. She's like, I'm having a Susan B. Hawkins dance. Because oh. she thought it was a feminist. She got it yeah. mixed up. and that's She was actually on the show and sang that song. That is amazing. It was actually a really funny thing, and I'm like, i I know that song but i didn't know that Mm -hmm. that's who it was yeah so it's really weird that you just mentioned that because i just watched that episode today and she was on
1: no but it's like really cool because it was like you don't think about songs in that context and so like what i thought was really cool is the newsroom which is like i i love and hate that series as well yeah um just because i feel like adam or aaron sorkin can't write women at all yeah but that series does really interesting things with songs as well like the episode where Jeff Daniels gets massively stoned and they use high and dry oh, in one God. scene, so which is amazing. so great how they utilize those kinds of songs and especially yeah. like songs from like quote unquote yesteryear for us, I guess. Yeah. So I just think it's like they make ep- like scenes so identifiable and like just really, really emotionally kind of tied, which mm-hmm. I like.
0: Okay. This is another two parter. <laughs> what do you consider to be the most overrated show and what do you think is the most underrated shows? you want me to go first yeah you go first okay so the most the two most underrated shows i think right now personally for me one of them is community okay where people obviously they like it a lot it's got a pretty big fan base but Mm -hmm. it's a lot like scrubs where every year it gets threatened to be canceled Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have like a big mass appeal as like say a big bang theory or Mm -hmm. two and a half men Mm -hmm. it's almost even like 30 rock where people love 30 rock but didn't seem like a lot of people were watching it
1: which sucks because 30 rock was really well written
0: yeah and community right right now probably my two favorite comedies are on tv are new girl and community mm-hmm. there's not too many other comedies i like right now like 30 rock ended which i love scrubs hasn't been on for a while but i think community i only really just started watching it this year where i just got caught up to the new season mm-hmm. and i think it's so funny and the writing's awesome and all the acting's really good Mm -hmm. the other underrated show which I just got you into is Southland yeah which I don't think anybody's really watching Southland it's one of those shows again that was it got cancelled after one season Mm -hmm. Southland is the cop show that takes place in south central L.A. They look at the different perspective as like field patrol cops. Detectives. And detectives. and
1: It's with Ryan from the OC.
0: Yeah. And a few other – one of the guys from Beverly Hills. Yeah.
1: Who d- took Brenda to prom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it got canceled because it was on ABC, but it was too gritty. Like it was a show that should have been on an HBO. It's
1: really intense.
0: But it's intense. It got picked up by um, uh, TN, not TNN. TNT. 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 And it's one of my favorite shows we're watching now. It's still on the air, and I, I highly recommend you guys check it out because it's only like eight episode seasons, mm-hmm. but it's one of my favorite. I don't really like cop shows, but mm-hmm. it's just really gritty and really realistic, and it's great uh, great actors. My most overrated show I couldn't really think of one, but to me, it's a show that I love, mm-hmm. which is The Wire. Okay. But The Wire
1: Complex is number one drama.
0: Here's the thing. The Wire pretty much goes down as the all-time best drama ever. It go, It's rivaled with like The Sopranos for the best show in the history of television. Okay. That's what people say. It's like either The Wire or The Sopranos. Okay. I love The Wire to death. Like I watched it. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I got the DVDs, and I started watching it probably last year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done because it was, again, like Southland where they take a realistic look – at drugs and police and the gangsters. like In Baltimore, right? In Baltimore, yeah. And it wasn't just like, okay, you're seeing it through the eyes of the cops. You're seeing it through the eyes of the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And it had one of the best seasons of any show, which was a season where it follows four kids through uh, public school in Baltimore in the ghetto. But it just... It, That's season five? I think it's season four or season five. Mm-hmm. I love the show. It's just, to me, I, I don't think I would say it's the best show of all time. So I don't know, I just found it a little overrated to me. That's just my opinion though.
1: I could, okay, so here's my thing. Like I understand like I'm always big like John's been really good cuz he's introduced me to like a lot of television that I would probably not have watched just given the nature that I like things like Gilmore Girls and Dawson's Creek. We you tried to show me an episode of The Wire and I shit you not. Like not in any sort of racist way, but it was just in a I don't understand Baltimore slang. Yeah. So I was concentrating so much on that that I couldn't even get through an episode. So maybe it was like it's such a great series because it's so organically written for that se- that area really well. Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: Okay, is there, is there any any other ones like most underrated or overrated or
1: Um
0: do you think like something like Gilmore Girls is an underrated show?
1: No, I think it definitely had its time in the sun. Um I definitely think overrated right now is still Girls. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's dropping off a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I don't know if it's
0: What about like Game of Thrones?
1: Okay, so here's the thing with Game of Thrones. It's like
0: We watched one episode. We
1: watched one episode again. I needed like a nerd dictionary to understand <laughs> and like Right? Like a map to tell me which person was what part of what town or whatever. Yeah. Um I understand the production value is like amazing. It looks great. It's clearly a really intricate storyline. My friend Jason's like just give it 3 episodes and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I just can't I just can't do it. I don't yeah. even know what it is. It's like I'm choosing not to be part of that audience.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's just like uh, incest. I'm like, but are they incest? Cuz I don't know. There's mm-hmm. too many characters. know what they are brother and sister and like where are the dragons at and yeah. blah blah blah.
1: I think another show to me which I love, the season finale there was just like a few holes in it as compared to like season 1 was Homeland. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm still going to watch it. Like I love that series. I think it's a really clever concept even though it's based on a book. The first few episodes of season 2 could have been season finales in itself. Yeah. And then it kind of just ended and then you're like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense." Right? I agree. Um we won't say what happens, but it's like, "Okay, check it out though. It, I think it's worth it. It's yep. definitely edge of your seat mm-hmm. of the political times, etc."
0: I agree. What show had the best season finale? Or what shows did you love their season finales? For me... Like for
1: episode? Like they don't have to be done, so not series finales. No, it,
0: it could be like the season two finale okay. of this. Okay, go for it. My a couple I have lost season three. Yep.
1: Yeah. Is that with the explosion on the beach?
0: Yeah, where Charlie gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's one of those things, the show's been done for so long, I don't care, I'm not going to give a spoiler, it's not like a new mm-hmm. show on now, Charlie dies in that episode. <gasps>
1: How fitting though, he made a top ten list of his favorite most memorable moments before he died.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those episodes where it just blew me away because he was one of the main characters. I'm like, I can't believe they killed him off. He's one of the favorites on the show. Mm-hmm. And just all the things that happened. Is that the one Did Michael already get off the island or was he getting off the island? He was
1: getting off the island, I think. And,
0: oh, and Desmond and Penny. Like, you finally see Penny and mm-hmm. and Des, the, hand, the hand that says not, not Penny's, Penny's boat. boat. All these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we got to go back and watch that episode.
1: So great.
0: But that one was fantastic. Entourage, I love the season finale where they fire Ari. Yeah. It's cool because, like, Ari screws up, and then they're looking for new agents. And Vince is just like, you know what? Or Johnny Drum is like, Ari's always been there for you. Mm-hmm. But they ended up firing him in the end. Just like the song they walk off to, I I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. I like that. And one of the shows, this is uh, actually an overrated show for me, is Weeds. But I only watched the first two seasons. Okay. I think it was season two. Their finale blew me away. It was really good. Like that shows went on too long. I stopped watching halfway through. Mm-hmm. But the season two finale, I just remember there was a lot going on and I love that finale.
1: Season finale of Breaking Bad where... Oh,
0: yeah. Anything Breaking Bad. Yeah, sorry. Anything
1: Breaking Bad is pretty damn awesome. But the one that just ended with Gus yeah. in the hospital. Oh, <sighs> my God. Right? Just watch that. If you love like... Any season of Breaking Bad's finales are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish for this past season, season five, because they're yep. going to season six. I wish the season five finale ended a little bit differently. Like they pushed a little bit past.
0: Yeah, Hank. I guess we can't really. see we We're can't.
1: Say, we're not we not going to say what happens, but I but wish you... they went five minutes further into yeah. the future of how that season. Than finale. where they left it. Just because you would want to see the potential interaction between two pivotal characters for sure another season finale same with you lost i'd actually say season two and season one's finale were really good yeah them finding the hatch and then oh yeah all yeah. the stuff with ben yeah i thought that was really great and then was
0: wait was season three also the one where you finally see that jack and kate got off the island isn't that the one where like we have to go back
1: we have to go back
0: because he's got the big beard and the very oh, last. I think yeah. that is season three. You Is discover... he
1: driving in the car and he's listening to like Nirvana or something yeah. really angrily with whiskey? Yeah.
0: Um. Sorry, yeah. I didn't so mean to cut you good.
1: Off. And then another season finale I really liked was Mad Men's where they like have to leave the they lose all the, oh, the agency. The or agency. Yeah. And so it's like, what's going to happen?
0: That was great. Um.
1: And then also, I don't know if it was the season finale, but again, Mad Men when, uh, Lane hangs himself oh so sad super sad so yeah
0: okay let's do one or two more Mm -hmm. and then we'll end the show Mm -hmm. what's the best show that people should be watching like uh for me uh breaking bad obviously Mm -hmm. another one is american horror story oh shit i don't think that one gets enough attention i think those are one of those shows like i'll buy that for people for christmas Mm because they should be watching that i mentioned like southland but i feel like breaking bad and american horror story are the two big ones. I'm like, people need to watch these because the things that they do on American Horror Story, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is just some of the best television I've watched. The way it's shot and filmed and acted and written, I love it.
1: We actually had a conversation at work recently since American Horror Story came about and like given the nature of America right now and like the shootings in Connecticut and stuff, we find like despite Like, we just think that television has become super violent off lately, and it's like we're even propelling even more, like, super gory, violent shows like The Following, and, like, Bates Motel, obviously, it's, like, a prequel to The Psycho, and then going to put out Hannibal and stuff yeah. like that which I think is like they're all great shows in itself but um definitely I would say American Horror Story Jessica Lange did an amazing job mm-hmm. um in this past season I thought it was like really interesting I really loved Suns Anarchy you introduced it to yeah. me and
0: that's another one um
1: I think Kurt Sutter is just such a tight writer I think like anyone who writes it's a very Shakespearean story way of telling but I think every season was super solid I think the acting is like, now it's getting a little bit silly, but I'll still watch it. Mm-hmm. But um, the first, like, three to four seasons were, like, oh, my God. Like, we used to watch, like, three episodes a day sometimes. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's really good. I think the soundtrack's amazing. I think Katie Seagull and her singing is fantastic. Like, yeah. just, like, the country twang to it is amazing. That's
0: another uh, show where the music I, I always look forward to. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do, like,
1: really great covers of, like, Stone songs or, yeah. um like, Springsteen or mm-hmm. just, like, old... Like, hillbilly ditties kind of thing.
0: For sure. And the last one we'll leave off with is, what shows are you most looking forward to coming back?
1: Oh, my gosh. You you might as well just say, like, we were watching the season finale of The Walking Dead because um, AMC just went HD. I pay attention to commercials a lot because we work in promos and air packs. So they had their something more campaign going yeah. on, and it literally showed all the AMC shows. And I I love the way AMC does their lineups because it's literally like Walking Dead ends, Mad Men will start.
0: Yeah. Mad
1: Men ends, Breaking Bad starts. So literally, I'm looking forward to Mad Men tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So by the time you guys hear this, like it would have passed. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad, Homeland, The Newsroom. Cause yeah. I feel like that show's been off the air for a while now, and um. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. And I think that's it. Yeah. And Dexter, I guess. Cause yeah. I guess it, is it the f- series sure f- th- series finale?
0: I think so. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, those are the exact same ones. Mm-hmm. You you hit the nail on the head there. Those are all the ones I'm looking forward to coming back as mm-hmm. well. So
1: I like that. So hopefully we didn't spoil any of them for you. We tried to not say, like...
0: I don't think so. I I mean, uh, yeah, I think you're fine. If you guys, if we did spoil it, just write in and let me know, and I'll mm -hmm. send you a quarter or something like that. (laughs) Okay, so it's time for the round of everyone's favorite game. Was it worth... The hassle. Okay, so for those of you who remember Season 1, Episode 1 of Live at 6.05, my was it worth the hassle was me at Shopper's Drug Mart with this big fat woman who looked like queen latifah from set it off trying to cut in line at chopper's drug mart <laughs> i was at Chopper's drug mart yesterday and the exact same situation happened two people in front of me Ugh. so this woman again who did try to do the cutting looked just like queen latifah from set it off mm-hmm. but it was a different lady than the one who did it to me the oh. difference was she looked like she had been in about three or four different knife fights because she had all these scars on her face. That's so creepy. And she had on the craziest pair of jeans I've ever seen. From the ass up, they looked just like regular denim. Okay. But from the ass down, it was like multicolored, almost like flowers and this so and that. So was like
1: the illusion of tights underneath.
0: Yeah, but there were jeans. They were just like really weird. It was so crazy. I had to take a picture of this woman. Okay. I'll post it on the Facebook page. So we'll check out Live at 605 on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And I have a picture of this just from the from the behind of what she kind of looked like. Okay. And so what happened was this shopper is just crazy. Like I swear the, the people who work there are great. Uh-huh. But there's always like the longest lines and the biggest dumb asses in line. People trying to cut in line. I don't know why it always happens when I'm there. <laughs> but I'm in line and I'm like. Number five in line. It's Mm -hmm. not that busy. And uh, there's about, you know, I'm in line for about a minute. There's about two people behind me. So about seven people in line. Not that bad compared to what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I've been there when there's been 20 people in line. I'm I'm at the back. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this chick again, who looks like she's been in a knife fight from set it off, goes two people in front of me and cuts in front of someone. What? She cuts in front of a lady Mm -hmm. and the lady... Well, no, let me stop it here. Okay. Was it worth the hassle? I've asked this before, but what would you do in this situation? I kind of asked it before. We all know what I did. I didn't really – I kind of assessed the situation and Mm -hmm. saw when they cut in front behind me. Mm -hmm. I took the person so I did the cutting because she looked very scary.
1: If the person looks like super scary, I probably would not go there. Mm -hmm. But like I'd like to think like a group of people would at least stand up and defend the line, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, what happened was she cuts in front of, again, like this eight, nice older Asian lady, mm-hmm. and the lady who got cut is just like, what are you doing? You can't cut in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the lady, just like in my situation, said, I was over there filling some paperwork, and I'm staying here. And the woman was like, no, you have to go to the back of the line. And yeah. they got into, like, a big, like, five-minute argument of the one woman being like, I was filling something else. So I deserve to mm-hmm. be here. And the other lady, she's like, no, you have to go to the back of the line because mm-hmm. – You weren't actually in line. The crazy thing was in front of them was someone, was a comedian from Video on Trial. We were talking about Video on Trial earlier. Okay. I think his name is Trevor. I think it's Trevor Boris. He's like one of the main guys who's been there from like the first episode. Okay. He was in front of these people. And I think the lady who did the cutting Mm -hmm. was like, I was behind this man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing because I'm like, They're behind... He's a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian in real life. He deals with hecklers. He's going to, like, come back and sass her and be like, you get to the back Mm -hmm. of the line. Everyone's going to, like, clap and be like, you're awesome. Mm -hmm. But he didn't do anything. Really? And, I mean, so it's just these two women are standing in line. The one woman didn't budge. She's like, I'm not moving. She kind of, like, pushed the one lady out of the way. (gasps) That's so
1: horrible.
0: And you could tell this woman did the cut. Where's security? Shoppers. There's no security going on there. It's, It's ghetto. Okay. And the lady... Uh, It was almost felt like she was trying to push in front of the guy from video on trial.
1: Not impressed. But then he
0: kind of got sassy and stood up and put his back right in her face. Good. And it was just like a really wild scene. Like There was all this arguing and then there wasn't. And then in Mm. the end it sucked because the girl who did the cutting cut in front of the nice Asian lady. That sucks. And true to fashion, the lady who did the cutting was in line at the person for like 10 minutes because she didn't know what the fuck was going on. And she Uh. just like... I have a stamp. How much is the stamp? $2 for a stamp. I'm not paying that. What other stamps do you have? I'm just like. What? I'm like, I just want to pick up my. Damn package. Yeah, it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's Code Red. Best album ever. <laughs> and it was just crazy that the same situation happened. Luckily, yeah. two people in front of me, I didn't really have to deal with it. But I'm like, what's going on at the Shoppers Drug Mart? It's crazy.
1: That's so true. Like, even when we dropped off our taxes, we avoided that one. Because I
0: took you to a different one. Because exactly. I'm like, this place is so crazy. It's so gangster. <laughs> Anyways, that was, uh, I guess, almost a part two of Was It Worth? The Hassle. So, as always, if you guys make it this far into the podcast, I like to reward everyone with my band of the week. So, this week's band of the week is Fits in the Tantrum. Now, Fits in the Tantrum are an American soul slash indie pop band from Los Angeles. They have one album out already. It's called Picking Up the Pieces, and it was released in 2010. Now, I discovered these guys, I think I saw an interview with them on, on MTV or something, and they played a clip of their song, and the song's called Money Grabber, and it just really blew me away, because I'm like, wow, this is just something kind of different and cool and fun, and it sounds like Motowny, but it's really modern, and they got a main lead singer guy, and then there's another backup lead singer chick who's just really awesome, really cool voice. And I saw the interview, heard the song, and loved it so much that I ended up listening to the rest of the album, and I thought it was really good, so I bought it. And Val and I actually ended up seeing them in concert last year at the Mod Club. And it was just one of, these, one of the best concerts I went to last year. And I think you guys are really going to dig them. So, a couple of my favorite songs by Fits in the Tantrum are Money Grabber, which is their big, big hit single. I guess you guys, if you've heard it before, you probably like it a lot. It's really, really catchy. I really like the songs. Picking Up the Pieces, Dear Mr. President, Breaking the Chains of Love, and they have another new song called Out of My League. Which is awesome. It's coming up from their new album, which comes out in early May. So make sure you check out Fits in the Tantrum. But my song of the week by the band of the week is Don't Gotta Work It Out by Fits in the Tantrum. So we're going to ride out the rest of the podcast with that song underneath. Tweet me, Facebook me, email me. Tell me what you think of the band. Tell me what you think of the episode. And as always, many ways to get in contact with me you can tweet me on Twitter. Just search me. I am at Camp. You can like me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash live at 605. Email me at live at 605.gmail.com. And as I mentioned earlier, check out my Potomatic website, which is live at And I got a PayPal account there, so if you guys want to help out and support the podcast, donate a dollar, $2, 25 cents. I just love doing this podcast, and I want to try and keep going as much as I can and keep bringing you new episodes, and I hope you like it so far. There are only two episodes left, so get ready. I'm going to go on a little bit of a break, but make sure to not miss the next two episodes because they're going to be action-packed. Tell a friend. Tell some family members. Tell frenemies. Whatever you want to do, just get this podcast out there, and hopefully we'll continue to grow, and you guys will enjoy and support and love what we do so until next time I'm your podcaster John this is Live at 605 be easy